Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on Connect to Love on PRNFM, and I am joined by the most wonderful co-host, Michael J. Russ. I want to welcome you with a big hug and a smile from my heart. I'm so excited to, to be able to be here and to do another episode with you. So, Thank you. Welcome. Always awesome to be with you, too. Right back at you. Yeah, yeah. You always bring a, a smile to my heart. And so I was thinking about this morning all the different people in the world that are experiencing different challenges. We all have, I don't think there's any one of us here on earth that don't struggle some days. um, And those struggles sometimes can make us stronger. They can help us evolve. They can help us really become a better person than what we were before. And I I read a, a sweet quote that said, when life gives you a hundred reasons to cry, just keep smiling. When things don't work out the way you plan, get back on track and continue to smile. When adversities and troubles knock on your door, maintain an upbeat attitude and keep that smile. And surprisingly, that made me smile. Because I, I actually thought about that and I thought, you know what? If I could have one wish for each one of our listeners is that they... Smile always and can be happy no matter what life throws at them. I just thought that that would be a sort of a fun way for us to kick off um, the day and just really figure out how smiling can actually change your perspective on things. So, Michael, you have one of the most beautiful dynamic smiles I know, and uh, I know that it transforms a lot of people's days, including your own when you wake up with a smile on your face and a smile in your heart. Do you find when you, you get up in the morning that you're already ready to smile, that there's something uh, that you just, it's just something natural in your waking day? Yeah, yeah, it, it's true. And normally it's my cat that gives it to me. Um, she uh-huh. got you. Walked up sometime in the middle of the night, I don't know what time it was, walked up my body, stood on my chest on all fours, uh uh-huh gave a meow, woke me up, and then when I put my hand up on my chest, she stuck her head in my hand. You know like dogs do, they, they try to flip mm-hmm. your hand up on the top of your head so that you'll pet them? Right. And that's what she was doing last night at whatever time of the evening. And then she sat down, and then she laid down on my chest while I did oh. it, while I, while I gave her some head nuggies, you know, for about, I don't know, it must have been at least five minutes she was, she was sitting there. And she weighs 15 and a half pounds, so uh, how much fun can that be? I just, it just, I just love it. Uh, but in the morning, she left sometime to come back in the morning and, and just uh, literally got on the bed and walked up right to uh, between me and the side of the bed. I, I, and when she does that, I know to make room. And then she came right up under my armpit and laid down and then ended up just laying on her side, kicking her leg, leg over my arm and burying her head and going to sleep. So when I wake up like that in the morning, I, you just can't help but smile. It, it just makes everything mm-hmm. in the world fall away. There's a lot of things I'm doing today. I'm preparing for a vacation and I've got a lot of administration stuff. But, you know, the, the wonderful thing is that I can wake up in the morning and look at her and I can look at my girlfriend, you know, we hold hands uh, before we get out of bed. It's just, you know, little things. It's the little things, the littlest things that you may think don't really have, um, that don't really mean much. Uh, however, they really, really do. And when, mm-hmm. you, when you wake up in the morning thinking about what you love about your life, 
uh, a lot of the and, and make that the primary focus. A smile becomes easier and easier and easier uh, every morning. When you wake up in the morning focused on uh, the problems that life has for you, uh, then, wow, that is going to set the tone for uh, a day filled with uh, a focus on negativity uh, and struggle Mm -hmm. and fight and, most of all, lack. And uh, as I I said in in one of the shows we had previously, you know, gratitude is, is, a, is a form of abundance. That's the way I see it. It's a form of abundance. Gratitude is instead of, instead of lack, which is loss, um, you know, negativity. Uh, uh, what's the other word I'm looking for? It's um, if you have a jealousy or envy. Uh, those are words that, that in my view, uh, are focused on lack. You know, what mm-hmm. you don't have, what you wish you had, regret, what you wish you had, right? Wish you had it, wish you had again. I wish I hadn't done that. I wish I hadn't done that, you know. And so it's, um, for me, it's pretty simple. Just fill your morning from the very moment you open your eyes with things that actually put a smile on your face. Uh, for those of you who wake up and, and turn the news on in your bedroom, bad idea. Bad I idea. I agree. Um, that idea to turn the radio on and listen to uh, to uh, news. Uh, if you have a favorite song or if you have a station that, you know, you may have XM radio or something where you can turn something or a Spotify playlist you can turn on that actually is custom made um, by you that has music that makes you smile, that makes you feel good, that's the wake up way to wake up in the morning. And on the way to oh, work, absolutely. listen to that. Curate a playlist for yourself that is that that makes you that's just full of stuff that makes you move, that makes you feel good about life, and reminds you that life is worth living and it's worth loving. Mhm. Yeah. Oh no, I have a playlist that I use when I I paint. When I have lots of different projects where I have to paint a room, and right. you know, I put that playlist on, and before I go, you know, I'm doing the edging around the ceiling, and I've got the, everything cut in. Next thing I know, I'm rolling, and, and it's done, and I don't even realize because I'm kind of dancing to whatever song it is, and I right. I have, you know, I don't usually mix it up. I kind of know what one's coming next, and I'm singing along. It's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it just is, mm-hmm. it makes anything that can be challenging that much easier. And I think a, a smile does the same thing. When you sit down, uh, you know, I'm not a coffee drinker, but I like to have a cup of tea and just you know, look outside and, and marvel at what's going on. And inevitably, yeah. I have a smile. You know, there's cloud, some things cloud, like... Cloud, mm-hmm. cloud formations. You know, you, you're sitting down mm-hmm. drinking your tea, looking outside... I look for cloud formations and see how unique they are that morning. Um, sometimes it's really early and the sun hasn't come up over the trees yet. I, I, I just sit there and stare at it to see how the morning sunrise unfolds and the colors that, that happen to uh, come into view and pass because the sun continues to rise slowly. So the, the view changes uh, in every second. It's beautiful. And um, I love that. It's it's one of the one of the treasures of, of getting up early in the morning. Uh, some people like to watch sunsets. I don't see sunsets as much as I see sunrises because of the way that uh, our house faces. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just go with what you have and make it work for you. Make right. it work for you. Yeah. Right, right. 
You know, and some people, I'm sure, you know, different individuals who experience pain or perhaps maybe depression, and they say, well, you don't know what it's like. It's not easy for me to smile. I have all of this pain. But there, there is a lot of scientific studies that recommend trying to smile through the pain, that actually when we smile, whether we fake it till we make it, it actually will... Uh, reduce the stress levels. It releases endorphins, which are the, the natural chemicals that promote healing and happiness. And, right. you know, you think about that, it, you know, it's activating just by raising the corners of your mouth and uh, practicing that smile. You're activating neurotransmitters in the brain and releasing dopamine and serotonin. And, you know, dopamine regulates the mood and it motivates you. And, and it's just all about your general being, well-being and happiness. And, and I think that you know, there's a lot. Dr. Joe Dispenza in his book, Becoming Supernatural, he spoke to that as we you know, practice different things and envision you're really creating your reality so that even though it may be difficult and even if you can only smile for just one or two seconds a minute, you know, whatever it is, the longer you're going to find that it actually becomes a lot easier uh, that when you smile and, and, and we've talked in the past about the the mirror neurons, that when we smile at somebody else, so for instance, when you wake right. up in the morning, you hold your girlfriend's hand and you smile at her. You know, it's a great way to start the day. And even if you don't have any, a, a partner that you're waking up to, you get in the mirror and you, you greet yourself with a smile in the mirror in the morning. Mm-hmm. And say, That's true. You know, greet yourself with a smile. Um, you can also tape something to the mirror that makes you smile. It could be an upcoming vacation. It could I mean a picture of something that you you uh, you're holding in your uh, your mind's eye uh, to do. Uh, something that you want in life uh, is uh, is a good thing. You can also wake up looking. You know, and first thing you do when you get roll out of bed is go look at your vision board. What you're wanting in uh, mm-hmm. in life and uh, all the pictures that you collage of pictures that you put together with your face on it uh, and and I do that every day when I come into my office before I do anything else I, I look at my vision board and it reminds me of what I'm wanting and in doing so it sets the stage for a smile and uh, good things to to keep rolling in uh, throughout the day um, it's one of right. those those things. There's one other thing too that I want to cover, and that is remind me of it when you were talking about people who have depression or, or other things. It uh, it's been said, and it's it's been said by uh, Carol Collins and the collective, the issue of collective. Uh, it is a it is a fact that what you say I am to you become. What mm-hmm. you say I am to I am this I am that I am this I am that. What you you you're literally invoking the law of attraction when you say I am and they're two very very powerful words so one of the things I'm always cognizant of is what I am saying I am to and I want to make sure that I'm saying I am to the positive to what I want instead of what I don't want Mm -hmm. and so if you were if you're uh, somebody who's had bouts of depression it's important not to say I am suffering from depression it's not really, it, it, because what you're doing then is you're, you're validating that energy. And even though you do have bouts of depression, it is 
better to focus on the antithesis of that. I'm feeling awesome. I feel magnificent. Mm-hmm. I'm, feeling, I'm feeling amazing. I am healthy. You know, I, I, my energy is, 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 is peaked. You know, it's say what you want and, and not I am not depressed because your mind doesn't understand the word not like it doesn't understand don't and doesn't. Don't, mm-hmm. don't want to say the, the uh, have the, the negative connotation in there. I am not this. It's I am this. State what you are, not what you aren't. And it's important. Words and language mean something because they have energy. Uh, they have vibration. And they mm-hmm. manifest just like everything else. What you say I am to, what you think about, what you focus on is what you become. And it, if, you're, if your constant thought and focus is that you're depressed, that will continue to manifest and perpetuate. And, and uh, you give yourself the best opportunity for moving through that, those vibrations, when you literally focus on the end result of, of not being that, whatever that is for you, being happy, being energetic. I'm energetic. I'm happy. I'm friendly. I'm loving. Uh, those things, focusing in those, in those directions, regardless of how you, you feel at any particular point, can shift the whole energy and vibration of your mm-hmm. situation and then, focus, then manifest in the physical. Um, right. It's the, the, uh, the, uh, there's, there's some great videos from Carol, Carol Collins and the Collective about self-healing that I think are just brilliant. Because the collective is brilliant, they know everything. <laughs> so, you know, mm-hmm. there's no there's no guesswork about. Oh, is this is this really true? No, it is. It's the absolute truth uh, that you have uh, the ability to self heal, and that when you start focusing on what you want instead of what you don't want, and you um, give yourself the no- uh, ample knowledge as to techniques that can help you move in that direction. Life changes for you. Life changes 100%. for you. I agree. You know, so, wonderful. Yeah, they, I, they're, they're, I don't, and I don't know who it was attributed to, but they, uh, there was a saying that the smile is the sunshine of the soul, and I, I really love that because I think about like if you you're in a dark room in the morning, and then you get the the sunshine kind of peeking through the curtain, and and it's like. Even in the darkness, there's that illumination, and before you know it, it really it permeates the room. Even if you have darkening room curtains, it's still, once you, you draw open those blinds and you allow that sunshine to come through, it just it transforms. And I think a smile is the exact same way. It has that capability. You, know, you just allow even just the little corners of your mouth to kind of raise up and and I think a lot about when I was a kid is you know when you kids will are pretty resilient they get uh you know somebody hurts their feelings and they go powder they go cry and whatnot it just takes somebody to kind of prod them out and and try to bring a smile to their face and for me you know if I was always super sensitive and so I would sometimes put my boots on and just go stomp around in mud puddles it was raining outside and you know inevitably then that would make me smile I like splash myself silly and get muddy and and do whatever it was yeah Mm -hmm. I, I agree whatever it is you know it's interesting that when it, when he asks somebody 
what brings you joy, they have to sit around and think about it for a while. And it's interesting because why don't we make lists of things that make us happy, that bring us joy, that make us feel loved? Let's make those kinds of lists, okay, mm-hmm. instead of lists of to-do lists, you know, the, the stuff that. that we we have to do and 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 get over with and get done. Um, let's let's be very very focused on what brings us joy, what makes us feel good, what you know, the peace and love and joy and friendly and happy. Let's let's focus on that area and 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 do create lists about things that make us feel that way. It, it is it's it's these are little tips and things that you know when you start putting them to use, you and keep that list running um, like on your phone notepad um, when you feel good about something and you, you write it down, you know, getting together with friends for, for cocktails or a little happy hour. Oh, I love that. That brings me joy. You know, doing that. It might even prod you to do it more often, to be the instigator of creating those joyful moments instead of going out and participating in somebody else's um, moment and, and feeling joy yourself. But the whole idea is to take control, to take control mm-hmm. of, of your joy to take control of your love, the love you feel, to take control of the happiness that is generated from inside of you. That's, that's the goal. Instead of waiting for something outside of you to generate it within you, be mm-hmm. your own generator of happiness. Absolutely. And love and peace and all of that. Make the list. Make the list. Um, encourage all our listeners to, to even just start with one thing. One thing that brings mm-hmm. you joy. You know, yeah. and then or happy, and you know, it maybe maybe travel. Uh, I love to travel. I love getting on a plane. I, I'm feeling so. I feel so amazing when I'm sitting in an airport lounge. I'm the happiest guy in the world because I know oh, yeah. that I have not only my meeting people in the lounge because I'm doing that. You know, right. I'm doing that. Okay, because I sure. I have to. I'm, I engage with people, right? Bartender or somebody who's picking up, you know, my glass or my empty plate. I want to engage with these people, and. Make sure that I'm, you know, making their day a ray of sunshine mm-hmm. because I, they're not invisible to me. They're not invisible. Service people are not invisible to me. I, I, right. they, are, they, are, they are standouts. They're just they're human beings just like me. They mm-hmm. have a life. They have goals. They have dreams. They want to be happy. They want to experience love and joy. And so in, in remembering that wherever you go, uh, it, it really it makes your life Ten times better. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I don't know, I, and I will probably really make uh, a mess of his last name, but Nick Vujic, who um, was the gentleman who was born with arms and legs. I don't know if you've ever seen him. Yeah, I've seen him. You talk about he, the uh, oh the uh, archer, the archer. Uh, I don't know if he's an archer. Uh, well, he's a motivational speaker. Really. Mm. Yeah, there's hmm. an archer. There's an archer who, gosh, was it, is he born without? Nope, sorry. It was only he was born without arms. And he is okay. a, a champion archer with just his feet and his mouth. Yeah, wow. Is it, that, wow. It's, I mean, I want to talk in Special Olympics gold medalist kind of thing. Wow, like, that's amazing. Yeah. There are some people. Well, you know, and that, that was the thing with Nick. You know, even though when he was younger, uh, he had depression and suicidal thoughts that really plagued him in his youth. 
he now he he travels around the world inspiring people. And if you ever see him, he has the most beautiful smile. And he jokes with people about you know, he he's found humor in things. He never let it stop him. I I believe he's married now and is a father of 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 several children. And it's just you know, and, and it's his smile. It's his. It's his, yeah, it's it, he's got that sparkle in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, there, and there's, and, and so you think about, you know, whatever the personal hardship, tragedy, financial stress, whatever else it is that really hits us and leaves us feeling deflated. It's just that knowing that if you can just manage a, a smile and just through the pain, you can be stronger on the other side. And, and I really, you know, I find that even with myself, it's like, okay, you know, find things to laugh at. <laughs> yeah, I laugh at sometimes some of the things that I do that are so silly. And um, it, it just, it, I think about so many different things in the course of the day. But when I smile, it just sort of leaves it all behind. And sometimes I even forget about what it was that was bothering me in the midst of my smiling. And I yeah. think, where does that go? It just cognitively, it kind of just allows me to, I think, maybe like a, a comfort zone. Um, that it just it, it just allows me to, to transmute the energy and then bring in more positive energy. And I think that that's really, you know, what this world is all about being that magnet for attracting what you do want. As you said, I am, I am happy. I am, I am content. I am blessed. I am grateful. I'm gifted. Yeah. I'm smart. I am wonderful. Amazing. All of those yeah. things. And, yeah. Uh, say, I say, even if, if what you aspire to, you've got to speak in terms of what you aspire to. Mm-hmm. That is that is the key. Um, what you aspire to and what you want, what you want to be, and uh, it, it's it's interesting because when I tell people this, the first thing they do is come up with excuses and the reason why they can't do that. Mm-hmm. They tell it, say it's difficult, it's hard, it's tough, it's you know I don't know, man. It's, that's the toughest thing, man. That's so hard to do. No, it's not. It's hard to do because you're saying it's hard to do. Right. What if you said? What if you stop saying it's hard or tough and impossible or difficult words that I think should be dropped on the, from the vocabulary when it comes to our own actions? But one of the things that I focus on the most, um, and I did this 30 years ago, I stopped talking negatively about myself and any actions that I needed to take. I made sure that, that I resisted saying this is going to be tough, this is going to be difficult. Call it a challenge. I call everything a challenge. Everything in life is a challenge. doesn't mean it's insurmountable. It just means it's a challenge, and I just haven't figured out how to do it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I have to learn certain skills. Maybe I have to shift my thinking. Maybe I have to shift my perception about what it is that I'm doing. Maybe I need to enlist some help from somebody. Whatever it is, it is possible to make things happen. And um, give me an example of something. We go up to the barn one morning, and... Sandy comes out of the feed room and she goes, the air conditioner's not working. It's only blowing, you know, room temperature air. And I said, really? And I, I've never put an air conditioner in before. Heck, I, I didn't put the ones in that were there. Somebody else did. And I walked in the room and I said, oh, okay. She says, we need to go get an air conditioner. And I said, all right. 
Well, we went to get the air conditioner the first time. We bought the wrong size. I'm like, oh, my gosh, why is this thing so heavy? The one there can't be that heavy. So we took it back, got our money back, and got the right one. I, I got measurements this time. That's thinking, you know, <laughs> wow, what was me? I measured, the, I measured the one that was there. And then we looked at the ones that were there. We found one that was two inches uh, uh, less in width. It was two inches less in width. So I can work with that. At least it's not more. Because this thing right. is not put in a window. It's put in a wall. Two air conditioners oh, that are they're set in the wall, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going, okay, this is great. Right in between the two-by-fours, you know, there are, there are 16 on 16, right? So I went ahead and uh, uh, we, we brought the air conditioner back up, and I said, okay, tomorrow morning I'll, I'll, I'll put this thing in. I need to get some, you know, I need to borrow a saw from my buddy. I need to bring my drill. Uh, I need to, you know, get specific kinds of things. I took a look at the front. I had to walk around the back of the wall through this pompous grass, which is this long, tall stuff that's everywhere. It's right. grown, you know, so it's, it's just, it's, it's Once you have it, you can't get rid skin. of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like you can't get rid of it. It's like it just keeps growing. It looks like a big brush, uh-huh. right? So sure. this stuff is right up against, right up against the air conditioner. And I'm like, okay, I'm whacking my, I need a machete to whack myself through this stuff. And uh, I get to the back of the air conditioner, and I said, uh, this is interesting. I've got four boards back here that have screws on them. So I'll go get my drill. I'll come back around. I unscrew the boards, and I'm going, okay, I've got to figure out how to get this thing out of the wall. How do they get this thing into the wall, right? So I, I, I did that. I came back around. I took the boards off the front, and I go, okay, uh, it's a pretty tight fit in here, but how do you get this thing out of here? And I work with this thing for like 10 minutes trying to figure out how to get it out. And I, and I said, okay, I'm going to, I, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to give this thing a, a big, I tried to pull it out the front way, but I, no, no, it wasn't because it had this little lip on the backside. And I just, I just gave that thing a huge shove. And boom, out the, <laughs> it went out the, flew out the back of the, of the opening. Good <laughs> nobody was there. Wow. I said, yeah, yeah, it went out the back of the opening, went out on the ground. And I said, oh, okay, now we have an opening to work with. So I took the air conditioner out of the box. And uh, long story short, I figured out how to get this thing into the wall. I, I didn't use any, any caulk. It came with some, some sponging that, was, uh, that I could use to seal up the sides, you know, and I, I brought the boards in on the sponge. Instead of using caulk, I was using that. And I figured out a creative way to put the air conditioner in uh, and put boards around the inside. Then I went to the backside, and I did the same thing, and I had a couple of dry-rotted boards I replaced. Bing, bang, bong, take a few measurements, blah, and, it, and it's in, right? And it's working. It's working perfectly. It's fine. And I said, you know, you have two choices when this comes. You can call, the, call somebody to, to have them put this in, and you've got to wait for them, and you, know, they, you have to take up their time and, and stuff. Or you can figure out a way. I didn't, use, I didn't use YouTube. I just tried to reverse engineer the way to put, it in, to put the previous one in. Right, mm-hmm. and that's that's all there all there was to it. And again, challenge that I love. It was a challenge. I never at one any point said, "Oh, this is going to be difficult. This is going to be hard. I don't know how to get this thing out. I don't know how to get it out." We can sit around and lament about how challenging it may be. However, the thing to do is to get your mind to it, and and and. You can always reverse engineer some things. Take off a couple of boards. See how somebody else did it, and that's just the way I do it. But I. I did the same thing with the feeder the horse tore up, you know. I come out there, mm-hmm. and the horse, you know, I don't know what the heck it was doing. It was hot outside, 
And I, the only best thing I can describe is it was, it was trying to flick water up on its, on its, on its head. That's the best way to describe it, because you're standing in a stall, and all of a sudden this horse does this down into the water, rears back up, and makes this, you know, and, and I'm like, wow, you're going to break that thing. And lo and behold, she broke it, <laughs> right? So I've got, I've got a couple other feeders in empty stalls, and so I'm like, okay, got to figure this out. And I, I take it apart take the other one. I installed the other feeders anyway, so this was, that was an easier job. But I told her, I said, look, we got to, you know, I put a couple extra screws in it so she couldn't rip it off the wall uh, this time. But, you know, things like that happen. And I love them because they give me an opportunity to put my mind to work and mm-hmm. to, to create a successful moment. And I, every time I go out there, I look at the air conditioner and I look at the feeder and I go, yeah, I fixed those two things. We didn't have to go pay somebody else to go do it. And there's mm-hmm. many examples of that. At, at you know, when you're running a barn, there's things that break, things that got to be clean, things that don't work, and you got to figure out you know how to make them work. And I mean, it's just the way it is. You know, kind of same right. thing around the whole. Like you yesterday uh, on the lot, not yesterday, but on the, on the other show that you were talking about a door that you had to uh, take off at one of your your units, right? That uh, <laughs> yeah. was kind of cattywampus. And instead of, instead of putting ourselves down and saying we can't do it or, or maybe it's going to be too hard or who can I call to get to do this for me, you know, we have to just be industrious. The word is mm-hmm. industrious. And yep. uh, it's a word I learned long ago. I learned to say that word in interviews way long time ago, like 45 years ago. The word industrious. Somebody had told me, man, you're industrious. You figure out how to get things done. You do things before they need to be done. And that's what being industrious is. And um, it's being industrious with your time. Instead of standing around thing, you know, thinking, oh, I'm bored and I can't do anything, you figure out something to do. And so I'd walk mm-hmm. into interviews and I would say, yeah, I'm industrious. They say, describe yourself, industrious. That's a fantastic They look at you and they go, oh, yeah, industrious. I'm industrious. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, like they 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 they'd never heard that word from an interview before. And yeah, never mind. I got the job, you know. And then I just you proved know, myself. What, <laughs> that's awesome. But you know, it's funny, Michael, because that word "bored," I I don't. It doesn't even really exist in my realm. Like it's not even in my wheelhouse. Like for me to say I'm bored, <laughs> bored. I, it, it 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 isn't. It, I mean, I know that sounds really uh, hysterically funny, but. It's the truth. Like, there is nothing that is boring in my day. From the morning, I, you know, I start my day with the dogs until the morning I end my day. I, it just, there, there's no, no room in my day at all. And uh, is it that I keep myself too busy? No, it's just even in the, in the simple moments of in between, yeah, I, I could have, before we were getting ready to do the the show today, I thought about Brian Lund. I was like, oh, you know, that can wait. I'll do that later. I'll do it tomorrow. I didn't really need done today, but it, I could have done it today. But instead, I just thought, I'll take just a few moments and just relax. But there was no boredom in that relaxation. It was just a time that I needed just for myself to quiet my mind and be at peace. Uh, but it. It's, and it's interesting because I, I don't know if that's from an inner contentment or what it is, um, but I just, I don't know. I, I, the word bored seems so strange to me. <laughs> and, and I think with you being industrious, the same would be true for you. 
that yeah. there's, there's only oh, yeah. something that um, is inspiring you or moving you or you, you hear something or like even when you take a walk, there's no boring walks with Michael J. Ross. I know that. Uh, I've had a couple conversations with you during your walk, the people that you <laughs> meet, no you know, the, the, the things that you're observing, the things that, you know, inspire you, that make you smile, um, the things that you're thinking about um, that are important that you want to um, remember, to share to whomever it is. And, and I think yeah. that that's a really wonderful gift. Well, it's like, you know, sometimes it's just, Silence. I like to just listen to the, the world, you know, listen mm-hmm. to, be alone. And it's not that I'm thinking about something. It's just that I'm walking around, I'm looking at trees, and I'm just noticing the beauty. I'm looking at golfers when I walk by the, uh, that part of the golf course. I look at uh, animals that are you know, maybe being walked by somebody. I look at people. I look, it's like there's so much. I may walk the same route a couple of times a week. Um, however, I'm always seeing something different. Like a deer mm-hmm. ran out in front of me 50 yards or so uh, on a walk a week ago, uh, just kind of crossed the walking path, take a look at wow. me, and jumped and moved into, I live, yeah, I live in areas that have deer, they got bears, they got uh, all kinds of strange wildlife. But it's, it's, fun, to, uh, it's fun to just observe. Um, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like architecture. When I'm, at a, when I'm in a city, what I'm looking at, uh, is is very interesting. Architect, architecture catches my eye, uh, and the the way a, a building is. And when I say catches my eye, I, I'll look at a building, and it'll just catch me, and I'll, I'll go, "Wow, that is who thought of that?" You know, look at the artisanship in that. Look at look at the the craftsmanship, and you know, you just don't do people they don't do that nowadays. Nowadays, they just throw mm-hmm. things up with a clapboard, and you know two-by-fours and, uh, and, and plywood, and it's, it's a box with no character. And so I like to look at uh, various buildings. When I go to Europe and or where I'm going to be going here in, in Istanbul next week, uh, I'll walk around. I could walk around for hours just looking at things, just looking oh, at people, people watching oh. buildings. Yeah, people in outdoors cafes, and I could sit in an outdoor cafe and just people watch for hours. Just love it. Uh, my girlfriend and I love doing it. Um, because there's, there's, um, it's just a different vibe, right? So mm-hmm. when I travel the world, I like to engage in the local uh, economy. And you know, when we were on a ship, we'd get off and we'd we'd go find a place, try to find the oldest restaurant in town, and try to play find a place that had home made recipes uh, where Mama's recipes were served, and we found many of them. And uh, to to eat something. Uh, that you know, we sit down at a restaurant and go, okay, well, what what does the chef like to cook? You know, what no, what, is, what, nice. what recipes that's does the great. chef like? Yeah, what does the chef have anything on the menu that his mother cooked or father cooked? Interesting. You know? That's a great um, question. Yeah, it's kind of cool. What's the oldest recipe? And we found one in a restaurant that was like 125 years old. This restaurant from I mean, this recipe that um, yeah, I think it was in Split, Croatia. Uh, we were we were off and. And we found this cool resta- uh, restaurant, and you know, you just guide it to them. When, you, when that is what you're interested in, that's what you're focused on, then it will it will show up for you, and it always mm-hmm. does. And um, and I was just thinking about our 
I had talked about how we went to see Casey and the Sunshine Band uh, in Pensacola. We were only there for overnight, and I'm thinking about it just this morning on the way to the barn. I'm thinking to myself, we were there for probably about, uh, let's see, eight, probably somewhere in about 35 hours, 36 hours. We were in this place, and we made so much of it, so much of it, meeting people, having conversations, uh, discovering something new in 36 hours. Most people would just go, go to the hotel, go get dinner, go to the show, come back to the hotel, go to bed, and leave without ever having connected with anybody there. And I'm thinking, like, you know, it's just we live such a rich life because that's on purpose. You do. You know, life is meant to be experienced, and it's meant to be that adventurous journey. And what people fail to understand sometimes is instead of complaining about, oh, man, how come nothing happens to me or or how come it was so boring there, it's because you didn't put yourself out there. You have to put yourself out there. You have to make it a, a point of going out and actually meeting people and asking mm-hmm. them, oh, where's, the, where's, the, where's everybody go around here? Where do the locals go? Where does this right. happen? Where can oh. we go? You know, what restaurant do you like? When you're right. off work, what bar do you go to? What, what do, you, what do yep. you see? If you're a server, you like good food, you like good service, you like good wine, where do you go? And let them mm-hmm. tell you what they love. You know, uh, it, I've never been a person that didn't true. like talking about what they love. Oh, you're right. And, and it's about being present. There, there uh, was a, an elder, and her name was Lila Fisher, and she was from the O tribe. And one of the, the questions that was posed to her um, was, where, do you ever wonder where wisdom comes from? And she relayed a tale. And I, I think about it all the time because there was a man in, in the tribe. He was their postman on the reservation. And he, he always looked up to the elders because they were, were always talking about receiving objects of great power and he always thought wow you know the one of the greatest things that he could have wanted to to be bestowed on was an eagle feather and and he would every day he would be so focused on you know one of these days like the creator will give me this eagle feather this is what i want you know he kept his eyes open for all this stuff and and as he got to be older and older and older he still was given no feather and one day he was in his Jeep and, and going by the side of the road and he got out and he said, okay, you know what? I've missed out on my family and friends and everything else because I've been so preoccupied looking for this eagle feather. And he, he, he looked up and there was a shadow and there was an eagle and it was dropped from the sky. This feather came floating down. And oh, she cool. said, you know, he, he's still alive and he was a changed person because you know, he he came to realize that this was this is really what was important, and I think that's what you do. Your eagle feather is the how you practice kindness, how you are present with other people, how you look to see the world, and and you you think about that. It, it, it's just that's how you gain peace. That's how you smile, and I'm sure as that eagle feather fell down from the sky, you know, it was in that moment of of great peace and surrender that he had the biggest smile ever because he knew (laughs) 
what he'd been missing out on or what he perceived he, he was missing out sure. on. And isn't it? It's so, it's so so interesting. And and I I I really applaud you, Michael, because that's what you do. You look for that that you're not looking for the eagle feather. You're looking for the connection and why we are here, and yeah. and the smiles that you can gift up to other people. It's true, and I want to, I want to be clear about something. It's really interesting because I, I've I thought about this the other day too. My life, I'm 65 years old. That's just a number. I don't really adhere to years it. Young. I don't. I always yeah, say that I don't. Years young. Like I'm in the latter <laughs> third of my life. Okay, the latter third of my life, uh, or the latter half, as Schwarzenegger once said. I'm in the latter, latter half of my life. I'm 75, and I'm in the, the second half of my life. Well, it depends on how you, what you're thinking. It's it's funky. Remember, remember I said, you, you are what you say I am to, uh, and I said mm-hmm. I am 65, but that's just a number. You know, I don't put any energy or, or, or emotion into that. It's just a number. And uh, Carol Collins told me one day, why do you say that? And I said, well, um, I don't know, because I'm proud of it, because I, I love being who I am, and I love being this age. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't run around saying I, I'm old. I don't run around saying I, 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 you know, I get sick easily. I, don't, I mean, it's like, no. I haven't said that for years. Mm-hmm. Even if I didn't feel well, I wouldn't tell you. Oh, I, it's not, and I'm mm-hmm. not telling myself either. It's the function of... I'm focused on the positive side on, again, what I want. I'm healthy. I this. And whatever it is, if I, if I have a painful this or that, I just, you know, suck it up and keep moving. Am I identifying with it? No. I understand what it is, and I figure out how to deal with it, how to eliminate it. However, I'm not identifying with it. And that's really mm-hmm. what we do is we identify with things, and it, 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 it amplifies them. It amplifies them in, a, in, the physical, in the physical, from a manifestational, from a law of attraction perspective. But what I want to say is that, uh, you know, I, I, didn't wait, I, didn't, I wasn't born this way. I, I think I was born with a love of architecture and a love of art and a love of things. And my parents uh, maybe didn't know that, but they took us to museums when we were around the world and took, took us to historical places, and I developed a, a, it just nurtured my love for, for history. I love history. Mm-hmm. I love art, and uh, I mean, I've I've never seen the Mona Lisa, but I've seen at least a thousand other uh, really high-end, uh, older you know pieces. I've seen the, the the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel smoked up and unsmoked after it was cleaned. Piazza mm-hmm. uh, sure. David standing around it. Okay, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it, Michelangelo was really fabulous, and it's fun to be able to to instead of seeing it in a book, see it. In person, uh, however, it, it, everything I do today was a process. It was on purpose. I come to understand thirty, forty years ago that I, if I wanted to feel a certain way, I'm the one who had to make it happen. I'm the one who needed to make it happen. And a lot of people out there, even I'm sure our listeners, are looking to other people, looking outside of ourselves to live to feel a certain way, to live the life we want to live. And mm-hmm. it's up to each and every one of us to create that for ourselves. So I didn't, wasn't always this way. I had to create. What I keep talking about on the show, it, it's a process of creation for me. Um, previously, not understanding the nuts and bolts of it, 
And then as I became more alert, more aware, and I was guided to certain things because that was my focus, I was guided to things that would help me move in that direction. And then that's what happened. And maybe perhaps for our listeners on PR and if you're here, they're, they're guided to this podcast because it's, it's or this radio show, in which we turn into a Connect to Love podcast, that this is, <clears throat> that this is, this is what they're ready for. They're listening because they were guided to listen to something that could expand their thinking, to help them understand how to be in control of the reality of their process of how they feel and uh, how to process what they're exposed to in a positive way, a way that maintains the happiness, maintains the love. And uh, instead of becoming jaded and angry and hateful and uh, hurting other people, through our own actions Mm -hmm. and words. You know, life is about love. Did I always know that? No. (laughs) However, I've come to understand it now. Uh, It's it's a process of trial and error. If I'm loving to someone and they uh, are loving back, you say, oh, wow, okay, wow. When I smiled at that person and I told them that they were awesome, that the job they were doing was awesome, and I got that feeling back from them, that I gave them that acknowledgement, and it uh, it lifted them up. You feel that, and mm-hmm. you want to do it again, and you're going, okay, wow, that's interesting. That that happened, and I'd love to do that again. Let me let me look for more opportunities to to be kind to people, and it's it's something you practice, and you have to keep in the forefront of your mind. It's not something automatic that uh, that happens. It's 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 more automatic now than it used to be because. I'm consistently aware of it, aware mm-hmm. of how I want to feel. And as my own guide told me, I have a bank account of joy and love and friendly and happy. And my goal every day is to spend those bank accounts to zero if I can. Because there's more where that came from. Mm-hmm. So you, you approach your day like that. How can, I, how can I spend my bank account of happy, friendly, love, and, and, uh, and, and such? How can I do that? How can I, how can I spend those accounts down? Who can I love on today? Who can I friendly on today? Who can I happy on today? It's fun. It's fun. To me, that makes life mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Instead of just drudging through, you know, and hoping that something will happen for you. It happens when you put it out, you get it back twice. As, as, as someone close to me said, there's joy in giving. Two kinds. You get two kinds of joy when you give. The joy from actually giving and then the joy. Mm-hmm. That's what you get. Same thing. Mm-hmm. You get the love knowing, you feel the love, and then you get the love when you give love. It's amazing. Absolutely. It's so beautiful and so true. And I think there's not one of us in this world that can't smile. It's it's such a simple thing that we can do to make a difference in somebody's day. You know, it can be the inspiration. It can create connections and spread joy and lift spirits. Uh, You know, you might not always be able to take somebody's hand to comfort them, but a smile can do just that. And it just, it, it's, it's just a small gesture that it can have a really big impact on somebody's life, no matter, no matter who the person is. And, and I, I know for even for me, um, 
the other day, I was having a little bit of a challenge, and this really beautiful gentleman um, who was checking me out looked at me and said, "How are you know how are you doing today?" Because he sees me all the time. I said, "You know, I'm having a a little bit of a tough day." And uh, he, he he said, "I'm really sorry to hear that." And then he gave me one. Of, he always has such a beautiful smile, and uh, he gave me a smile, and it, it just it it uplifted me. So you never know who may need that smile that you have, and and it really can brighten somebody's day, and it can also change your day as well. And and I think that as you you smile, you spread joy. It it's just it's a gift. It's a gift, and and I'm grateful for you, Michael, because it your smile is just embedded <laughs> embedded in my mind. Like yeah, you know, it's so interesting because I can hear I can hear the smile <laughs> in your voice. I, and you yeah. know that, and that's that's a gift too. It really that is. is. I mean that I, I when you know. Let's focus ahead, on that for a second. You just you just said an absolute fact that our listeners need to understand. When you are happy, when you are smiling. The person on the other end of your digital communications communication knows you're smiling. When you're on the mm-hmm. phone with somebody, they know. They don't have to be on FaceTime or some sort of video call. They know you're smiling when you're smiling. It is so amazing that that's the case. I learned that, again, about 38 to 40 years ago, that when you're talking to somebody on the phone and you're happy, you're smiling, they know it. When you're frowning, when you're not enjoying life, they know it. And mm-hmm. it, it repels them when, when, you, when, you, when you're that way. So you don't have to be in front of somebody. It's, it's, that's the thing. A smile has energy. It carries, and it carries through everything. And uh, to those of our – I want to say something. Else, because to those listeners that we have that are going – or, or who, who know somebody um, who's going through some sort of fight or struggle in their life, the perception – is more important than anything else. The perception. Mm-hmm. When we label life a struggle, when we label our life a fight in conversation with others, we're reinforcing the fact that we want it to be a struggle or a fight. Mm-hmm. And that is because that's what, that's what we're validating. When we want to move past it, we have to shift our perceptions and what we're focusing on. Are we focusing on the pain and how it happened, the how, the why, or are we focused on the recovery and what steps are necessary to recover? Mm-hmm. And the fact that we can recover. We can yeah. recover. We are recovering. That's, that's more important than anything else. Whether or not it actually manifests that way, Sometimes it doesn't. However, mm-hmm. you feel good doing it. Absolutely. You know, it's about it's about feeling good and, and going through life every day of, of your uh, you know on your journey of life, knowing that you are feeling good about the actions that you're taking. That you're not focused on the negative side of of things. You know, fight and struggle is a mindset. It's a perception. You just have a challenge in life at that particular point. You have to shift your ideas, uh, your idea of, your focus of, your thoughts about what is happening to you in, in life. And because that focus perpetuates tenfold 
Mm-hmm. When you're focused on negative, you're going get, to keep getting negative, keep getting a validation of that. And when you flip to the positive side of things and what you want to happen, what would you like to see happen, the dream or vision of something different than where you are, that focus also creates energy, also creates a physical manifestation in your life. The, the, just in the focus alone can make you feel 10 times better. Mm-hmm. Shift your focus from the problem, the pain, to the recovery, what you need to do, what you are doing, what you chose to do. I don't even want to say need to do. Need and should are imply that someone else is making the choice for you, and now you need to or you have to do it. Things change in life when you decide that you are preferring and choosing to do things for your own benefit. That's the stronger language that creates, that moves mountains, I should say. That's the stronger language that moves mountains. Nobody wants to need to do something. Oh, I need to do this. Oh, I should be doing that. Who said so? Mm -hmm. Did you say so? Or are you just following somebody else's orders and commands which you're not committed to? Interestingly enough, words are, I'm fascinated by words. (laughs) You probably know that by now. As am I. And the Mm -hmm. language that we use. Fascinated by it. Um, no, twenty plus years, <laughs> but that's that's just the way it goes. I, I I could sit around and write about it. I could sit around and do podcasts about it. Wrote a book on self talk and laid out the nuts and bolts called Design Your Life uh, back in twenty. Well, it was before that, and it was even before that. So it was about uh, Design Your Life was twenty years ago. So I, I was fascinated by it then, and I looked at the nuts and bolts and looked at quantifying what I was saying, and that's how I ended up where I am today. And that's what I tell people, that you're, you have to dig deep into this stuff, dive into it with both feet and mm-hmm. start practicing it. And, and I told somebody, I told a story a couple of days ago about a gentleman who said he lost a friend. And I've forgotten one of the things uh, on this program, and I've forgotten one of the things that I told him, which is incredibly important. I said, in your... Uh, in your newfound awareness, as you're guided to things, keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. There's no need mm-hmm. to tell other people what you're interested in and what you're, what you're delving into. And the reason I say that is uh, not because you want to do it on your own, but because we are, our minds are uh, incredibly susceptible to or subject to other people's ideas and concepts that may be completely different from our own. So when you are listening to this podcast and it's, and it's resonating with you, not excuse me, the radio show first, PRNFM, and then the podcast, when you're listening to this and it's resonating with you, one of the things that you want to do is to keep that vibe flowing. Start using some things that we're talking about. Just mm-hmm. use one thing. If you want to shift your focus every day, fine. If you want to wake up in the, in the morning with your partner and, and hold hands, try that one. See how that resonates with you and your partner. If you want to uh, give your, your dog a kiss on the muzzle every morning when you get out of bed, knock yourself out. Get that love right back again. Um, mm-hmm. Don't tell anybody else why you're doing it. You don't have to justify it. And you don't need other people's acknowledgement that doing it is a good thing. 
just it is a good it's based on how you feel you let that let how you feel be the the litmus test do you feel joy do you feel love do you feel happy when you smile how do you feel because if you like it you love it you do more of it you get more of it mm-hmm. absolutely what a beautiful message, Michael. You know, you, you helped me to keep smiling and, and continuing to spread the love uh, and here on ERMFM on Connect to Love. And I'm so grateful for you for, for, for bringing your joy and for allowing me to feel your smile. And uh, I hope that you everybody uh, else can feel it as much as I do because it's just a true gift. And, and we'll... <laughs> You'll be you'll be uh, on a different part of the world giving that gift to other people, and uh, so grateful. Yep, so grateful I, I appreciate it. You know, it, I appreciate the fact that I get to do this show with you. I'm so I'm so loving of it and appreciative that that this was this idea of yours we've been able to uh, bring to life uh, because I think that yeah. we we are both kindred spirits and and in as kindred spirits we. Uh, our unscripted conversations can flow in a way that is so dynamic and I mm-hmm. hope helpful to the people who listen here on PRNFM. Right. Really, really is yeah. amazing. Right. To it's such a blessing. And until next time, may all your days be blessed with, with beautiful smiles and spread that joy and positivity. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Bye.